What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Muscle aches, rashes. To find an answer. Hair loss. I'm so tired. You need to ask your doctor the right question. Could I have lupus? For answers, for support, for hope, visit couldihavelupus.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Office on Women's Health and the Ad Council. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keys, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on twitter.com slash joykeys, and you can become a fan on Facebook. Just look up Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. And now I'm on Instagram. Yeah, lots of cool pictures. If you tag me in a photo, you might win a prize. I recently gave away a book uh, download to someone for their Kindle. I give away movie tickets, restaurant dinners, all types of things. So I encourage you to follow, become a fan, or tag me in a photo on Instagram. I wanted to say thank you so much to all the listeners for your support. We are currently past a million downloads of the podcast. Wow. Like, I am amazed that you guys are wanting to listen to my voice more than a million times, uh, as well as the wonderful guests that I've had on the show. So I just want to say thank you so much for your support. Well, this month, August, is Psoriasis Awareness Month, and I have a wonderful guest on today. He is a representative from the National Psoriasis Foundation. Um, He is also the director of the Psoriasis Treatment Center of Central New Jersey. Uh, He was named top doctor in the Castle Connolly Medical Top Doctors of New York metro area every year from 2001 to 2013. Good morning, Dr. Jerry Bagel. Good morning. Thank you for having me on, Joy Keith. Oh, thank you so much for taking your time. I know it's Saturday morning. A lot of times people do errands or trying to rest and catch up on things with their family, so I appreciate you calling in this morning and representing the Psoriasis Foundation. As a psoriasis Um, caregiver, I like this. Thank you. Oh, okay. You are a caregiver. Okay, so we can talk about that because that's an important area also, not just the people who are suffering with it, but the people who have to care for them or are related to them. Uh, That's a wonderful area that we can discuss. But I want to say that this illness is, I would say, not just a physical illness, like maybe uh, sometimes with multiple sclerosis you can't see what's going on, whereas psoriasis, like you can see what's happening to the person, so it's also very psychological. Um, But let's start in the beginning. What is psoriasis, Dr. Bagel? Psoriasis is a a serious skin disease that uh, looks like plaques that are red and scaly and raised that are on your elbows, your knees, your scalp, but can really exist on 10, 20, 30% of your body. And what it's caused by is the skin is uh, composed of two parts. The upper is the epidermis and the lower is the dermis. Normally, the epidermis takes 28 days to grow. In psoriasis, it only takes four. So since it's growing so fast, it doesn't have time to mature quickly, and it looks flaky and scaly. 
Wow. So now, how many, can it go anywhere on the body, or is it just limited to, say, elbows and knees and things of that nature? Some people can have it on 100% of their body. About two-thirds of the people have psoriasis on elbows, knees, and scalp. But about a third of the people that get psoriasis can have it severe, where it's all, you know, on 20, 30% of their body, on their face, on their trunk, on their back. Mm-hmm. I mean, think of, think of a 16-year-old girl who goes into a swimming pool, um, and it has to enter the, through the attendant area. And they look at her, and they say, wow, we think you um, have something contagious, and psoriasis is not contagious at all, and yet they make her leave. I mean, think about what that did to her self-esteem. First of all, it blew her beautiful July day, and then she has to go home, and now she thinks she's quote-unquote like a leper, and her Mm self-esteem goes down. So what you said in the beginning, psoriasis is not just a skin disease. It affects people's psyche. There's an increased frequency of anxiety, depression, and suicidal ideation because people feel so bad about themselves. Well, I'm glad you brought up that it's not contagious because I think a lot of people, because of the visual nature of it, get, like, antsy when they see someone who has it, like, oh, my God, what happened to you? What is that? And that's why I'm doing this show today to try to educate people that this is not, uh, you know, contagious and, you know, that the individual is actually, you know, suffering and that to try to have some compassion, I think that's important to have compassion for someone who's dealing with any kind of illness, really. You know, um, they, people don't realize the psychological aspects. So now, it's itchy. Um, does it hurt? Um, yeah. You know, what, itching what's going is, on itch, with the itching, itching is a hallmark. People scratch all night long, um, and, mm-hmm. it, you know, they don't get a good night's sleep. So therefore, when they go to work or go to school, they really can't concentrate as well during the day. I mean, bleeding from the scratching really Mm -hmm. gets people Mm -hmm. upset. There's pain associated with it. But, you know, it's more than skin deep. 25% of people with psoriasis have an associated arthritis called psoriatic arthritis, where their joints are painful, where they get, um, you know, there's um, joints get swollen, there's joints get stiff, um, they have stiffness in their fingers and toes in the morning, they, they can actually have disability in their joints. So it's very important to treat psoriasis aggressively also to prevent the onset of joint destruction in many people, or at least if the symptoms occur of, of arthritis, to address that very aggressively. Now, is it limited to just adults? Can it happen in children? Ten percent of all people with psoriasis get it under the age of 10, so yes. But predominantly, the two age groups that it onsets with is between the age of 18 and 24, and then another blip between the ages 40 and 45. Um, It's equal amongst men and women. Wow. And so now, when they go to the doctor, what kind of treatment is available to them uh, for... Now, before we even go there, wait a second. Before, we talked about there are different types mm-hmm. of psoriasis. You talked about the arthritic type. Um, but I was reading there was like six or seven different types, like butate and inverse. Did you yeah. talk about maybe... That's true. There's, well, there's, yeah. Right. That, yeah, you're absolutely right, Joy. Um, the most common type, 80 to 85% of the type, time, it's the 
plaque-type psoriasis, the type we were discussing before, elbows, knees, arms, legs, and it's just a plaque. But some people mm-hmm. get what's known as inverse or intertriginous. It can be in the groin, the perianal area, so you can imagine how that could affect someone in regards to intimacy. There's major issues mm-hmm. in people with psoriasis and intimacy. Um, many of them don't get married. Many of them get married later. Some don't have children. Also, it can be mm. in, in the axillary area, the armpits, under the breasts. Um, pustular psoriasis can be like, you know, really like, you know, if you think of poison ivy with pus in them, it can, and that can actually be life-threatening. Guttate psoriasis is when somebody has a strep throat. Strep throat can exacerbate psoriasis, can bring it on. Um, okay. And it looks like little, little dime shapes of, of um, macules, little dime shapes of these little red scaly um, marks all over your body that just pop up very quickly right after a strep mm. infection. And also there mm. can be, you know, just limited to your hands and feet. It could be very extensive on your hands and feet to the point where, you know, think about being a waiter or a waitress where you can't even work or a salesperson where it's tough to shake right. hands or if you're on your feet all day, hard to stand. Mm. So there's lots of comorbidities and disabilities associated with this, not just what it looks like on your skin, which is bad enough. Now, you said it's equal in terms of who gets it, men and women, but I was reading about the issues maybe that women who want to conceive want to get pregnant what are some concerns that, uh, or what are some things that people should be aware of women if they want to become pregnant and they have psoriasis? Well, I, I think that the, it's not just the psoriasis that people have, that women have. Psoriasis is also associated with an increased frequency of obesity, diabetes, mm. high blood pressure, um, high cholesterol and triglycerides. So it's those comorbidities that tend to be more of a risk with women um, that, that are trying to have babies than the psoriasis of themselves. Like psoriasis probably is a systemic disease, kind of like diabetes has eye problems and kidney problems and nerve problems. Psoriasis is probably, the, again, is probably just the cutaneous manifestation of a, of a systemic disease. Now, they, Harvard has done a study which shows with women with psoriasis, there is an increased frequency of placenta previa, uh, increased frequency of spontaneous abortions. Um, there are increased risks in women that are, um, are you know, with, with psoriasis. psoriasis. Now, I think what we really need to... Um, be more concerned about is what we may be getting into later is what kind of treatments can they be receiving while they're trying to get pregnant and while they're pregnant because those are different mm-hmm. than if you're not trying to get pregnant because some of those medications may may affect the fetus. Yeah, now let's talk about that. I just re- read recently in the New York Times, it just came out in June, that there are actually two drugs um, that are going uh, further than maybe any of the other ones recently. Uh, I think that was by Sanofi and uh, Regener- I'm not gonna, let me, <laughs> Regeneron Pharmaceuticals. Um, they have two drugs that are coming out um, from some trials that look successful. But talk about the current drugs that are just approved and people have been using for several years. What, what treatments are available? Sure. See, when I was training at Columbia Presbyterian before I opened my practice, the Psoriasis Treatment Center of Central New Jersey in East Windsor 30 years ago, people were actually hospitalized for psoriasis for 30 days to get tar, tar baths, increasing increments of light, stay in the hospital for 30 days, and then it would come out and they'd be clear for about 6 to 12 months. 
We do phototherapy in our office. We do phototherapy here, increasing increments of ultraviolet light three times a week for 12 weeks where people can stay clear for six months to a year as well. It's extremely safe, but people have to come in three times a week, but it's extremely safe. Fortunately, in the last 12 years, there's been many breakthroughs through understanding the immunology of psoriasis, part of which is the National Psoriasis Foundation has funded so much research and being part of the medical advisory board myself we have done so much articles and education in regards to helping Mm -hmm. doctors learn about this research and we at the psoriasis treatment center here have been involved in all these clinical trials which we still are the new drugs are biologic agents you've heard people have heard of them they're on tv Enbrel, Humira, Stellara. Some of these drugs now you could take one shot every three months and 75% of the people can stay really clear for five, Ooh. six years. You know, so there's five, been some real years. major wow. breakthroughs. Yeah, I mean, wow. you have to keep taking the drugs, you know, but, you know, they, there's been really major breakthroughs. Now we're actually doing med, um, clinical trials with oral medications that have pretty good efficacy as well, so people don't even have to do shots. And some of the new medications that we're working with with shots, some of them are projected to be like one shot a year keeps your psoriasis under control for a year. So, you know, wow. there's so much new breakthroughs in immunology and understanding what psoriasis this is that it's so exciting and the drugs are in my experience relatively safe now what about um now what's the difference between the systemic and biologic uh yeah that's a good question some, some people lump them together but in my mind systemic is an oral medication an oral medication okay. like methotrexate which is a chemotherapy which is helpful in psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. Cyclosporin, which was used to prevent kidney transplants, but in a person who had psoriasis and kidney, had a kidney transplant, they realized the psoriasis went away, and that kind of brought on the whole concept that psoriasis is an immunologically mediated disease, somewhat like lupus. And mm-hmm. therefore, um, with that knowledge, so pills are systemic, Biologic agents are proteins that have to be injected subcutaneously in order for them to be effective. Okay, and now what about we have topical because people do have cream that they can use. Absolutely. Creams are effective for people that have localized psoriasis. Imagine, mostly the creams that work tend to be ointments. Now they're developing sprays. They're steroids. Some of them, the okay. ones that work the best are, are cortisone, really strong cortisone. And if you use too much of it for too long, your skin can get thin. You can actually get stretch marks. And if you use it on too much of your body, you can get absorption to the point that you can get sick from the amount of steroids you get internally. So for localized psoriasis, like 5% of your body or less, Topical steroids can work. We also use topical vitamin D. There's some benefit from topical vitamin D. We use some topical vitamin A derivatives that help. But that's really for people that have localized psoriasis. But most people have localized psoriasis, so that's what they're left with. Sometimes it's easier today treating systemic or um, you know bad psoriasis with the shots than localized psoriasis because the shots work better than the creams. Yeah, I mean, based on what you're saying, I mean, one shot a year or, you know, something that maybe, you know, every couple months or the photo, the light therapy, that sounds, you know. Now, the thing with that is I guess people in terms of how do people maintain and keep up. And another issue I'll ask you is insurance issues. 
do insurance cover biologics or systemics or ointments? What have been your experience, you know, phototherapy? Because yeah. That yeah. becomes an issue uh, for people. Right. And, and that a lot has to do with the doc, you know, your insurance plan and the doctor you go to. Like here, we honestly try to work with the insurance companies. Even if your deductibles might be high, you know, we can go through specialty mm-hmm. pharmacies. Sometimes we can get assistance for people through different agencies. We can help them with their mm-hmm. co-pays. So in some areas that you can really get assistance, I mean, sometimes you can't get around it. And, you know, like, you know, somebody's copay is $30. Then each time they come in for phototherapy, they have to pay $30. Um, some people's copay right. is zero, so they come in for free. I mean, a lot depends on their insurance. But by and large, in this community here, we seem pretty fortunate in that we can, um, they, we can most people can get, get access to the medications they need. Sometimes insurances like may require you to do phototherapy before you do, fail phototherapy before you do a biologic agent, and some it's getting to the point where you have to do one biologic agent that they choose before the other biologic agent. But then we could write a letter and say, hey, we don't really think this is the best. And, you know, I'm a right. member of the Medical Advisory Board of the National Psoriasis Foundation, and so, like, I'm kind of like an expert in this, so why <laughs> are you telling me what to do? You know, so, yeah. you know, we, and we tried, and we use, we, you know, go to, the, lots of dermatologists go to the National Psoriasis Foundation for backup here, so they're really a great support uh, and advocate for patients and physicians and, you know, help get research dollars for um, psoriasis. Yeah, I wanted to talk about um, the issue of the psychological aspect and support because the National Psoriasis Foundation has what they call TalkPsoriasis.org, which is an online community where people can communicate with other individuals who have psoriasis. And again, I want to mention that's called TalkPsoriasis.org. So I, I encourage people, if you're listening today or you listen to the archive of this, that you can forward someone that you know or yourself to that uh, web, website. Now, the Psoriasis Foundation's website is just psoriasis.org, um, and you can go there to check out a lot of wonderful information for yourself as an individual, but as Dr. Bagel mentioned, they also have a lot of wonderful resources for medical professionals uh, right there on the website um, about treating and working with health plans and also getting CMEs, um, they have what they call psoriasis form journal. So it's not just for, I guess, the patient. It's also for your doctor. So if you go somewhere and you feel like these guys don't really know what they're talking about, maybe you could point them to <laughs> the National Psoriasis Foundation. Now, Dr. Bagel, um, we talked about you being a caregiver. Can you, would you mind talking a little more about that? Well, I consider myself a caregiver for my patients. I mean, I don't have oh, anybody okay, that's okay. related to, but I consider mm-hmm. myself a caregiver. Like when I, somebody comes in, you know, to my office for the first time and they have bad psoriasis, I like ask them, where have you been my whole life? And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I make sure that I touch their psoriasis plaque so they, they know that I know that it's not contagious. I, I try to relate to them on a level that maybe no one's related to them. Like, hey, I bet you wear long sleeve shirts in the summertime, even though it's 95 degrees, just because you don't want 
somebody to see your plaques on your elbows, and they're like, yeah. Yeah. And I say, and I, and I ask the women, I bet you don't wear a black dress because you don't want people to see the flakes on it. And they go, yeah. And I ask the granddads, I mean, when's the last time you went with your grandchildren to the beach? And they go, I haven't. So, and then you mm-hmm. try to give them hope. And there's really hope now. I mean, 15 years ago, we didn't have the treatments available that we have in 2014. I mean, I am very comfortable in being able to tell somebody, you know, I probably can help you. I'm pretty sure I can help you. You give me 12 to 24 weeks, and I'm pretty sure I can help you. You know, 90% of the time, I'm right. So I think that the care, I mean, also, you know, between – 6.59 6.59 and 7 o'clock on TV, somewhere between the end of, you know, World News and Jeopardy, there's three biologic advertisements, and all of them end up with you could die or you can get tuberculosis or lymphoma. Yeah. And you have to explain okay. to them that the real data doesn't show that. The real data is, yeah, there, it is suppressing your immune system some, but we're going to, you know, figure out if you're a candidate for it if you're not. If you're not a candidate because you have lots of infections, we're not going to put you on it. But if you're relatively healthy, even if you have diabetes, but it's somewhat under control or high blood pressure, it's under control, we could put you on this medication. And There might be a slight increased risk of infection, but not higher than 1%. And that's really what it boils down to. So, you know, I try to kind of calm them and get them to understand the real data and, um, you know, you know, hold their hand and make them understand and explain to their, their loved ones what they're going through because I think people are scared of, of the newer medications even though some of them have been in development now for over 20 years and there's millions of patient years of, of um, safety data is, and there's no, mm-hmm. no, there's no cumulative toxicity over time. So, um, you know, I think that if more people knew and the unfortunate part, Joy, is that most people with moderate psoriasis aren't being treated effectively. The most people with moderate psoriasis are just getting, you know, moderate to severe psoriasis are just getting topical therapy because either they're scared or the dermatologists that they're going to aren't psoriasis caregivers. Yeah, exactly. And, mm-hmm. and so they need to find dermatologists in their area who are treating psoriasis aggressively because they, people, I treat people to clear. And I, I think when you clear them, their psychological problems go away. And, Quality um, of that's life is really important. Quality of yeah. life, Dr. Bagel, is a really key issue because, like you said, you know, if you're living with the psoriasis, you're wearing long sleeves, you're not going to the beach, you're not being intimate, you're not developing relationships, hmm, so do you want to continue to live like that or do you want to be able to go to the beach, do you want to develop intimate relationships, you know, do you want to not be in pain or bleeding, Maybe with these drugs, you know, the risk outweigh, you know what I'm saying, that, that it will be better for them. And so, let's go I mean, one step. And let's, let me point out, now there's other evidence here um, that actually comes out of Philadelphia from Dr. Gelfand at the University of Pennsylvania who uh, revealed that what, he's studying hundreds of thousands of people. Psoriatics have an increased frequency of heart attacks and strokes. The average 30 or 40-year-old with psoriasis has a three- to four-fold increased frequency of heart attacks and stroke compared to the normal person Mm. without psoriasis. That's because there's an increased frequency of diabetes, atherosclerosis, obesity, Mm -hmm. hyperlipidemia in people with psoriasis. When we treat these um, people with biologic agents, 
Some of the recent data shows that we decrease the amount of heart attacks and strokes because we're getting rid of all the, the, all the inflammation that's in the skin is also somewhat in your blood, and when we um, treat them effectively with biologic agents, we diminish the pro-inflammatory molecules, hence decrease the cardiovascular risk. Mm -hmm. And I believe over time that the risk of these medications are going to be less than the risks of not treating. Correct, correct, definitely. Well, wow, we've had a wonderful conversation today, Dr. Bagel. You have shared a lot of knowledge, and I hope that it will help Many individuals who listen today, if they're listening live or they listen to the archive, I want to let people again know that the Psoriasis Foundation, their website is psoriasis.org, um, and you want to check them out. And also they have wonderful information there for medical professionals. Dr. Bagel and I both mentioned about how doctors may not be familiar or not really being aggressive. Maybe they're scared themselves and they need to get educated, so you can direct them to the Psoriasis Foundation's website. Um, Dr. Bagel, thank you again so much for coming on this morning and sharing your knowledge with us. I appreciate it, Joy. You, you wrapped it up really beautifully. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, you, want, you, you thank you, and you, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. You too. You too. Always, anytime. Okay. Anytime I can help you with psoriasis, let me know. Oh, I will. I'll call you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. Again, my name is Joy Keyes. You can follow me on Twitter.com slash Joy Keyes. And you can become a fan on Facebook. Just look up Saturday Mornings with Joy Keyes. And I'm on Instagram, and that's Saturdays with Joy Keyes on Instagram. Also, the National Psoriasis Foundation is on Instagram there. I'm sorry, is on uh, Twitter. Their Twitter hook is NPF. So at NPF if you want to follow them to get the latest on psoriasis treatments and supports. Uh, again, they have a support uh, website, talkpsoriasis.org, and you can go there, again, to uh, talk with other individuals who have psoriasis. They know what you're going through. And also for caregivers, um, I think it will be a, a helpful website so you can see that you're a person, you know, maybe your wife or your brother, um, your girlfriend, they're going through something, oh, you know, 20,000 other people are having the same experience. Your, your, your partner is not unique. Um, so I think it will be helpful for caregivers. Again, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you have a wonderful Saturday. Next Saturday I'll be talking about breastfeeding. Uh, and this coming Thursday, or actually this coming week, is a Breastfeeding Awareness Week. Uh, this month is a Breastfeeding Awareness Month. I'll be doing a Twitter chat, actually, uh, Thursday, August 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern. And the hashtag is 2014 breastfeeding. Again, the hashtag is 2014 breastfeeding, and that's Thursday, uh, August 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern. So I hope you can tune in for that. If not, check out the podcast on Saturday, uh, the 9th at 11 a.m. Eastern, and we'll be talking about uh, breastfeeding. Again, have a wonderful Saturday, and thank you so much for downloads. Past a million downloads. Woo! Thank you so much. <laughs> Muscle aches, rashes To find an answer Hair loss, I'm so tired You need to ask your doctor the right question Could I have lupus? For answers, for support, for hope Visit couldihavelupus.gov Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Office on Women's Health and the Ad Council